I trust as we sang that beautiful hymn that we all could feel emotionally, sincerely, and completely intellectually that it is well with our soul. It's certainly well with my soul. We're on the eve of my 86th birthday, and it is well with my soul. Uh, we bring you tidings from Niles, Ohio, and Youngstown, Ohio, Erie, Pennsylvania, and the Saints in Perry, Ohio. We had a wonderful trip. Uh, bring you up to snuff with my my niece who is suffering with cancer. Uh, you wouldn't know she was sick to look at her. And I think right now her cancer is right in a status quo. But that's a blessing from God. Because I remember in the case of my brother's wife, Danielle, she suffered with cancer for five years before she succumbed. Now we live in a toxic world, no question about it. And it doesn't matter what comes our way. We've got to be able to sing this song, It Is Well With Our Soul. We know that uh, we don't know what tomorrow brings, but we're living in the future, right now. When I was 22 years old, I never dreamt I'd be 80 years old, let alone almost 86, because my father died at 49, and my mother died shy of 87. But it doesn't matter, because whether we're here a short period of time, I like the expression that God used. He said, a thousand years is like a day, and a day like a thousand years. If I may quote my nephew, who said this, very profound to me, that the life of man on the earth is like a grain of sand, and the beach is all of eternity. Now you think of that for a minute. Our lifespan, regardless if it's 86, 96, 106, or 26, or even six months, is just like a grain of sand. So we thank God. Today, our topic, if we were to give it a topic, would be, is it time now to reflect? And I'd like to begin with asking each of you to go back in history for a minute, whatever day, young or old, the young people here, the middle-aged people, and we that are called the senior citizens, uh, do you remember, how many of you remember, raise both hands if necessary, the day of your calling, the day you were baptized. Let me see that. Was it a glorious day or not? Do you recall that day? Do you remember the emotions that you felt? Do you remember the feeling that you had when you felt the God Spirit call you into the kingdom of God? And when did that begin? Did it begin when you, your parents taught you as a child and had you blessed as a youngster? Did it begin as a teenager when your mom and dad may have met the church? being much later in life, I'm sure it began as a part of our social heredity that we've learned from all of our surroundings. We may have learned it in church, we learned it somewhere, but somehow that seed was planted. And therefore my text, I want to use a portion of the scripture found in the 32nd chapter of Alma, where he says in the 27th verse, but behold, if you will awake and arouse your faculties, even to the experiment upon my words and exercise a particle of faith, yea, that even you can no more than desire to believe, let this desire work in you, even until you believe in a manner that you can give place to a portion of my words. This is the words of Alma. Expecting us to plant a seed, he likened the word of God unto a seed, a seed that was planted in your heart, mind, body, and soul. 
the seed that Jesus Christ was born, the fact that Joseph and Mary were his parents, earthly parents, the fact he was born of immaculate conception, the words and the seed that we knew that he went to Calvary and he died on Calvary, the seed that he resurrected. There were all kinds of seeds planted in our hearts and minds and soul that give us some uh, belief that there is a life beyond this veil of tears and therefore whether we reflect on yesterday or today because only God knows about tomorrow we are prepared to enter the kingdom of God when that bell should ring and it will ring. We just heard a brother Ventura that passed away in Youngstown, Ohio. There were many others that passed away. The woman at which I spoke, my niece, her mother passed away just a couple weeks ago with cancer. And so we know with surety that we're just passing through. And so the Alma teaches his word, now we will compare the word unto a seed. Now if we give place to that seed, may it be planted in your heart, behold it if it is to be a true seed or a good seed, if you do not cast it out of your unbelief, then you will resist and resist the Spirit of God. Behold, it will begin to swell within your breast. Is that true or not? Amen. Has the Word of God grown in your heart, mind, body, and soul? And is that seed planted in such a way that it's in fertile soil? We just skip real quickly to the 13th chapter of St. Matthew because there's some scripture here that goes along with this. Jesus spoke in parables along the seashore. And he said to them in parable, and he spake many things unto them, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And when he sowed some seeds, fell by the wayside, and the fowls came, devoured it up, and some fell in stony places, where they had no place, not much uh, soil to grow. And then the sun came out and burned up a few. We're trying to skip along because we're losing time. And some fell among the thorns, and others fell into good ground and brought, brought forth fruit. Well, he was speaking to people and we ask you today, as you reflect, how deeply is that seed planted in your heart, mind, body, and soul? And can you see the fruits of your labors? You see, there's a time in all of our lives, like Alma says to uh, his offspring and people that day and time, that that seed has been planted by preaching, teaching, singing, praying, whatever it was, was done, even whispering the word of prayer and the word of God came forth that helped people to realize there was a conviction that took place. You see, you wouldn't have had the experience of going to the water's edge unless you were under conviction. Conviction is the power of God that shrinks your heart and makes you a believer. It's one thing to say, I believe in God, and I believe in the Son, Jesus Christ, I believe in Christmas, and I believe in Easter, and I believe you're resurrected, and I believe in this communion table that's set before me, but until you are convicted by the power and the Spirit of God, you will not be his child. And all the other words and all the other seeds that are planted relative, relative to the hereafter will not take place for you in a positive way. Therefore, it's imperative for us to understand and ask ourselves the question, was I thorny ground? Did the sun scorch me real quickly? Did I sprout up real quick? Or have I been fertilized? And so we come to this place that we can be fertilized with the word of God. True or false? And as we are exposed to the Word of God, it should reinforce a belief system that makes us feel that we are truly under conviction and conversion that leads to commitment and finally involvement. You see, some people want to be involved in the church and the church activities, and they've never been converted. Well, that's fine. We welcome you to participate in Lady Circle, Sunday School, and all the other activities. 
but you're just participating. You're involved, but you're not involved with conviction and conversion and commitment. So those three C's come into play. And therefore, it's imperative for us to ask ourselves, what kind of soil have I been? And how well has the seed been planted? Listen to what Alma says. Or, he says in the, uh, in the 28th verse, part of it, it must needs be that this is a good seed, or the word is good. If your heart swells, if your mind expands, if your understanding grows, and if you have depth in the word of God. And so some of you do daily devotions to cultivate and fertilize that seed, the word of God. The word of God is what we come here to hear. I don't matter whether it's me or my brothers or someone else, it makes no difference. You might just read it on your own. It's still the word of God. It may be preached from a different pulpit. It's still the word of God. I'm sure it's the word of God. Now, whether it's seasoned or not is another question. And so if you're looking for seasoned fruit, then you've come to the right place. Because God can bless this morning the hearts and souls like he did that young man and young woman in liberty when they gave their life to Christ. Young boys, it was Ron Givenon's son who asked for his baptism. Well, there's something that happened. The seed went out. And some of us, if you ever did sowing of any kind, farmers, you know, threw the seed by hand. Then they have a machine that did it in a lot of different ways to get the seed out there. But here we are from the pulpit of the Lord Jesus Christ trying to express and give the seed out that will grow in your heart, mind, body, and soul that you become a fruitful plant for the honor and the glory of the farmer? No, of God Almighty. And that's what we're looking for. You see, a lot of people are filled with anxiety, fret, fear, dismay, whatever it might be. But remember, nothing can keep you down when Jesus Christ picks you up. And most putting some music to those words because there's many more words that go with that lyrics that I've just given you. Remember, nothing can keep you down when Jesus Christ will pick you up. And we have people here that can testify of the goodness of God and how they've received the seed and exercised it in such a way that they have seen the fruits of their labors. You parents that are here, your children that come to Christ, I'm sure you, like me, thanking God. I have one son who's not yet made a commitment to the Lord, but I have two sons and a daughter who have. And so we thank God for all of them because we planted the seed early in their life. They were blessed in the church. And so we find here, he says, Now behold, are ye sure there's a good seed? He asked the question. I said, Yea, for every seed bringeth forth unto its own likeness. There's something about the DNA of a seed that will reproduce its own kind. I'm often amazed. You plant a seed, it's a carrot seed, you get a carrot. You plant a seed, it's an apple tree, you get an apple tree. I mean, God is so good with all of his creation, and we that are humans have the power of co-creation and, and procreation. And I blessed a baby while I was back east, and the, the parents were blessed with that power to recreate another human being. And those of you that have babies in your household and have children know of which I speak. I remember when Anita was born, I held her in my arms and I cried like a baby. I just bawled because I saw the glory of God. And I said, Lord, bless this child that she may grow up to be one of your servants. And I had another brother, I don't know, Brother Mark Randy or Joseph Bill Laval, I don't know who blessed her, but that made difference. She was blessed, and my children were all blessed by different individuals. And the prayer's desire of a parent is that we might see our children grow in the honor and admonition of the Lord. So, yeah, there's fruit. I thank God for the fruit. 
that came through this old geezer and that not only economically and socially and politically, but every other way that God gave us fruit and many other souls that we've shared the gospel with. There's supposed to be a young man here this morning that was my shuttle driver. He promised me faithfully he'd be here today. I don't see him in our audience, but anyway, he said, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. You got to share the gospel wherever you are. And I don't care if you're working, if you're a retail sales, or if you're a barber, or I don't care what your job, occupational job is, you got to share at least a bit of the word of God. You got to mention his name in a holy way. Many explain his name and say his name in a degrading way, and that's cursing. We don't do that. But we want to praise God and thank God. And so he goes on to say, Therefore, if a seed groweth, it is good. It groweth not. Behold, it's not good. Therefore, it's cast away. Now, as you reflect on the days and years that you've been in the gospel, some of 60-some years, some 20 years, some 10 years, some 5, some recently baptized, we want that seed to be fertilized and handled in such a way that it will bring forth a young plant that is just brought up beautifully to honor and glory of God. I saw the children of AJ this morning. Their daughter has grown so quickly, and their son has grown so quickly. I, I can't believe, but time has gone by. And it keeps going by. And I tell my sons, my son said to me, Dad, I got four or six years of school to be a doctor. And I said to him, son, I'm going to tell you something. In four years or six years, you're going to say one of two things. I'm glad I did or I wish I had. Time is going to pass anyway. And so while we're here praising God and glorifying God in this place of worship, we need to look at the list, listen to the words of Alma, which he says here further. Now behold, is your knowledge perfect? Anybody has, raise your hand if your knowledge is perfect. You have all knowledge, all wisdom. I don't. So we're still here seeking the good seed that will give us insight and foresight as a result of hindsight, looking forward to what is tomorrow. I can't answer for you all the mysteries of tomorrow, nor would I try. I'd be a soothsayer if I tried. But I know one who does. God said he knew you in your mother's womb. Do you believe that this morning? That he knew you before you were born? Did you, do you honestly believe that God knows who you are? You know, I, I was amazed one time. You know, I thought about how, how in the world millions of people asking prayers at the same time. How, how can God answer all those prayers? And my mind was just doing mental gymnastics. And then all of a sudden, along came, I don't have mine with me, the iPhone. The iPhone. Now you can Google and you can get cheery. Oh, wow. And you instantaneously get an answer back. And I got news for you. All around the world, people are using that instrument and that technology. Are you amazed or not? Now, if man can do that, why can't God do it? I mean, how great is God and how good is God? Man just tries to emulate God is all he does. He tries to pretend that he knows what God knows. And we don't. We see through a glass darkly, said the Apostle Paul. And therefore, that seed grows and it's not cast away. Now behold, knowledge is perfect? No, it's not perfect. Yea, your knowledge is perfect in that thing, and your faith is dormant, because you know, for you know that which word has swelled in your souls. And so we're always searching, and we should be here inquisitively searching and praying for God to give us some insight as tomorrow. What will tomorrow bring? You know, Brother Mo is not here today, but the first time he came in the service, he had one leg missing. And now he has two legs missing. 
True or false? And Sister Gloria is here this morning. He can't come because of other physical Ill, Ill, illnesses that he has. But we look and see. You know, he called me when I was in Ohio. And he said, uh, what is your niece's name? And I told him. He said, well, I have a friend of mine. Her name is Jova. I know Jova. He said, her daughter is going to Jerusalem. And now, on, that was before last Sunday, last Saturday. And they put the name of Nicole Fidel in the Wailing Wall for prayer. Now, I thought, wow, that was a nice thought. Here's a man who's thinking about those who are ill and afflicted. Is there growth there? Is there fertilizer there? Is there a plant growing? Is there fruitfulness coming forth? You work in the way and the capacity you have. And that's why this whole scripture, read the whole chapter, it's beautiful. Because he says here, the sower went out to sow, and the seeds went every which way. But some fell in fertile ground. I want you to ask yourself the question, how fertile is your ground? How well grounded you are you in the gospel of Jesus Christ? Are you willing to do what the fifth chapter of Ephesians says, you men? It says, men, honor your wives, but wives, love your husband as Christ loved the church. And he gave his life for the church. When I counsel young men, women getting married, I say to the man, are you ready and ready to give your life for your wife? Think about that for a minute. That's heavy. That is heavier than I can handle. Are you, you say, yeah, I'll give my children. Well, what about your wife? What about your, and it says, wives, love your husbands like, you know, the mankind loved Christ and Christ loved God. So there's a relationship that is developed in this fertile growth in the Lord. And I want to see everybody here grow spiritually, mentally. How much scripture do you know? What is your favorite scripture? I heard someone say today on the way to church that the women were asking other women, what's your favorite scripture? Well, I'm going to ask you collectively and individually. What is your favorite scripture? What is scripture you can quote by heart? What have you learned so that really gives you food every day? You know, that, that, I don't know who put that statement over the door, but I've quoted that a million times, not because it was there, because I knew it, 118.8, Psalm 118.8. Rejoiced, for this the day the Lord hath made, rejoice and be glad in it. That, that's it. I take it one day at a time. That's why I'm here, brothers. I love you. I love where I've been. I, I, I thank God for his energy and strength and motivation to press and pull for the shore that I know of a surety whom I have believed, and therefore I am persuaded, like the Apostle Paul said, to keep that which I have committed until that day. What day is that? The day he calls us home. Then we can say victory is there. The victory is in Jesus Christ, the Lord God. And he said, but, and he said in the 38th verse, but if you neglect the tree and take no thought for its nourishment, behold, it will not get any root. And when the heat of the sun cometh, it scorches it, cause it no root, it withers away. So we don't want members to wither away. Young or old, middle-aged, makes no, you don't want to get tired serving God. It's a joy, it's a pleasure to sing and to hear you sing. It's a pleasure to hear you testify the goodness of God. It's a pleasure to hear your support when you call and say, Brother Tony, I hear ABCDFG, or we call other brothers and sisters when they're sick and afflicted. It's okay, it's all okay. It's okay. You get on the plane, you get on the plane, your brother get on the plane, and people are fretting next to me. I say, what? It's all good. You're worried about the plane going down. Well, what's so, what are you worried about? I'm, I'm not worried about the plane going down because if it goes down, I go to heaven. What, what's the big deal? And so you can start singing, Nearer my God to thee, or Lord, I'm coming home, whatever pleases you. 
It doesn't matter. But see, we are so terrestrial in our thinking that we think this earth is all we know. But now we see through a glass darkly. And so I want to leave you with these words. I'm going to leave some time for our brothers. We got a late start today. But there's so much food for thought in the 32nd chapter of Alma. Read it on your own. Alma really gets into detail about the seed and how that word should be planted and grow and swell in our heart and our bosom. And that gives us conviction to press forward through the storm, through the night. It makes no difference what comes our way. It doesn't matter what, what political trees fall, what economic trees fall, what despair comes our way, what kind of illness we have. We live in a toxic world, as we said earlier. It doesn't make any difference because we know of a surety this life will come to a close. And those of you who made a covenant to serve God, remember the water share what you said, and all those witnesses were there. I saw that in Liberty also. All the witnesses were there. Well, maybe some of you are witnesses of each other when you went to the water's edge. And what did you say? There were two questions asked. Do you promise to serve God the remainder of your days, all the days of your life? Do you repent of your sins? Yes, you said yes. And now, if you renege on that, that's on you. That's not on me. It's imperative that you think seriously about your soul's salvation, my brothers and sisters. And that all we can do is be cheerleaders up here and help you to press forward for the, the, the victory is in view. God is in view. May God have his blessing give way to my brothers. It is well with my soul. And I thank you for your kindness, for your love, for your support, and uh, for holding us up. And that we are reaching toward the 86 mark. And I don't know, with God's help, we might even break 90. You never know. You never know, brother. It doesn't make a difference. But I got news for you. One of us will go before the other. Is that okay with you? You want to go before me? Or does it make any difference? How many does it not make any difference? Let me see your hands. It should not make any difference at all. It should make any difference. May God be blessed. My brothers, we give you a springboard today. Take off. May God bless you. When Brother Tony says, I put the springboard up there, you better jump off of it. You don't refuse, Brother Tony. Um, but I thank God today for the wonderful message. And I want to ask you the question, do you remember the first time that seed was ever planted? Do you maybe remember before that when the Lord tried to plant that seed in your heart? First time you maybe recognized the Spirit of God. And go way back in your life for a moment. And we were having dinner at Brother Pete's house a, a little while back, and we were sharing our testimonies with each other around the table. And it was so beautiful hearing where the start of the gospel happened to everyone at the table. Because the story was completely different for each of us. That God planted a seed in our life in a way that was so unique that we can only stand in awe and thank the Lord Jesus Christ for his love in our lives. That the way that Jesus Christ called me was different than the way that Jesus Christ called Brother Pete. The way that Jesus Christ knocked on your heart was different than the way he knocked on mine. But he loves us each the same. He loves us each equally that he knows that. He knows that whatever we need in our lives, that he's going to reach out to us in that way. And I remember as a little boy, and we didn't go to church very often, 
And you know, we would meet from time to time, and I went with my friends to different churches. And I remember my grandfather had passed away, and we went back to his funeral in this little church building in Gastonia, North Carolina. And it wasn't necessarily sorrow, because I didn't necessarily know my grandfather very, very well at that time. He lived on the other side of the country. We didn't see each other a lot. But I remember this feeling in that little chapel that day. My heart began to beat. And I didn't know what it was. And I remember running out of the church and hiding in the bathroom. And it was the first time that I remember that God tried to plant that seed in my heart. And time and time again throughout my life, though I didn't come to the quote-unquote church of Jesus Christ, God was there planting that seed. God was there knocking at my heart. And it was up to me and it was up to you today that when he does that, that our heart is ready. And that scripture, as Brother Tony went through, are you fertilizing? Is it ready to receive that wonderful gift today? In ways that you would never imagine, in places that you wouldn't think. I've shared with you a few times that as a kid, I didn't necessarily make the best decisions. And I remember breaking the law once and getting caught. And back before the days of an iPhone, you couldn't just call and contact someone's parents when they're in trouble. And now we can track our kids. You put a watch on them. You know exactly where they're at. And well, back in that day, it didn't happen. So here I was, I'd broken the law, and I was sitting there in handcuffs, literal handcuffs. And because they couldn't get a hold of my parents, I had to go down to the little police station, and they were going to hold me there until they were able to do that. And I was terrified as a freshman in high school about what was going to happen next. And every fear, every anxiety came upon me in that moment. And I had no relationship with the Lord at that point. But I said one prayer. And I said, Lord, whatever is going to happen, I pray that you just take care of it. And you see, I didn't pray on a regular basis before then, but that seed that was planted before then. I understood that if I could pray to him, he might hear me that day. You remember that feeling that I felt in that little church building? My heart started to pound, the Spirit of God. I remember the instant I finished that prayer as I was sitting there, this calm come over me. And I recognized it again, but that was the Spirit of the Lord tapping on my heart. You see, as the scripture goes through, as God reaches out to you, are you listening? Are you ready for him to work in your life? 
And then a few years later, the same thing. We rented a building of a different faith down in Tucson is where I met the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's where I asked for my baptism. And it was in that pew while, while Brother Pete was preaching that day about the sacrifices that we needed to make to the Lord. And I knew that I hadn't sacrificed my life to him. And that was the day that I gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And it was that same feeling that I felt at age 17, the same feeling I felt at age 12, the same feeling I felt when I was 10 years old. That God was planting a seed in my heart. Do you remember that day today? Do you look forward to the time when he does it again? And are you ready today? That that seed might grow into something beautiful. That that seed today would grow into something that bears fruit for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Might other people be able to look at you and say, look what the Lord has done in their lives. Look at how the Lord has blessed them. Are you ready for that today? Because if you are, he finishes in the 43rd verse. It says, then, my brethren, you shall reap the rewards of your faith and your diligence and patience and long-suffering, waiting for the tree to bring forth fruit unto you. Whether you're 85 years old, whether you're 30 years old, let us labor today that the seeds that the Lord has planted in our lives might grow, that they might be beautiful, we might be a blessing to him. May God bless you today.